0: Hosted by Productivity Authority, business strategist, former elite athlete, author, and public speaker, Adam Strong. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Game Changers Experience with myself, Adam Strong. And today we had another great guest here on the show. And what's really interesting about today's guest is that uh, we actually, it was actually introduced to me through a good friend of mine, David Waldie. And you'll probably know David from, uh, we did a, an episode with David about a few weeks back actually and he introduced me to Rachel and uh, you know it's interesting we've had some great conversations offline and you know you know when you meet someone you think to yourself wow you know you've got this like great energy and there's just like so, so much great not just energy but like you're on such a level it's like wow this is just like we've known it feels like we've known each other for years but anyway I digress so who is Rachel and what are we going to be talking about today? What we're talking about today is we're going to be talking a lot about happiness and happiness and leadership and how they kind of like coincide together. Um, so who is our guest for today? So her name is Rachel Clark. Rachel is a business consultant. She is a high sport performance coach and she's a trainer as well. Um, she consults with multi-billion Uh, dollar organizations Uh, she uh, is also the vice president of the uh, professional speakers association by the way she failed to mention say that but i did my diligence of course and she's and she's a keynote speaker as well now some of the things that we're going to be talking about today ladies and gents is we're going to be talking a little bit about happiness more specifically Um, Because happiness can mean so many different things to so many different people. So we're going to get a clear definition of what that is and how it can be applied in the business world or in the entrepreneurial world. So we're going to be talking a little bit about that. We also talk about dispelling the common myths around what leaders think happiness is because and, and like what we need to focus on in terms of shifts, in terms of improving cultures within businesses and also coincide that with with happiness as well so what are the what are the key what are the key elements behind that we're going to be talking a lot about some of the key mistakes that leaders make with regard to thinking okay what is that we need to do to improve performance within a culture but also how can we be better leaders right so that's what the theme about today is And also, how do we deal with the pressures of being a leader as well? Which I I think, you know, if you're running an organization, you've got responsibilities, you know, you're going to be bombarded with a responsibility and being overwhelmed and stuff like that. So, we're going to be talking a lot about how you can deal with that, but also how you can integrate the ideology of happiness and increasing things like employee engagement and stuff like that. Now, it doesn't matter if you're a small business or if you're a large business, it doesn't matter because a lot of the things that we're going to be talking about is very, very, very coincide and relevant to our conversations. Now, before we get started, ladies and gents, as I like to say to everyone, uh, if you're listening to us live, use the hashtag live, use the hashtag replay. You can do that here. And if you, um, if you're listening to us on LinkedIn, or on YouTube, make sure you follow me or subscribe, me and Rachel, by the way, on our on our uh, on our channels. And also make sure you click on that bell notification in the top right hand corner. And that way when we put publish content, you'll be able to get notified so you don't miss out on those opportunities as well. So and the last thing. Last but not least, if you have any questions or comments or whatever it is, PRC, post, like, or comment, and tag anyone that you feel would would highly benefit from today's conversations. Really super important. So anyway, listen, enough battling from me. We're going to bring on the star of today's show, Rachel Cook. Welcome to the show
1: oh thank you so much Adam you know you create such a valuable space here I know as you said in your introduction we've not known each other very long but it it has been wonderful to get to know you and to see the work that you do and the space that you create here is really really special so it's a pleasure to be uh, to be on your podcast thank you for inviting me
0: appreciate that appreciate that it's it's a wonderful compliment it's interesting how um I know that you and David have known each other for quite a number of years, and um and how did that kind of coincide? I, 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 re, remind me in the audience how, how you guys met. It was, it was a, I know it was kind of like an existing relationship for many many years, right?
1: Absolutely. I oh, I'm trying to think now. So probably I think 2019 was probably the first time that I met David, and he was working with Tony Robbins and Dean Graziosi at that time, and. Um, yeah, he was running a uh, the Knowledge Broker Blueprint was what the program was called at the time. And that's where we met. Um, we absolutely hit it off. And um, yeah, kind of have been, been working together ever since.
0: Absolutely. You know, so today's theme is all around happiness and stuff. You know, one of the comments that I made when we first met, right, is, you know, I'm really big into energy and you know, I can really pick up your vibe, if you like your energy or whatever you want to call it. Right. And you always have a smile on your face. I mean, I know that you're human, like, but how do you like for, from your perspective, how do you define happiness? Like what, what is the theme of happiness? How do you become, get into a state of happiness and you know, mm. what, what, why bother? Like, what's the benefit of that? I know there's a lot of negativity out there, but why bother?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, some people, they do look at me sometimes and they're kind of like, are you for real? It's like, is this, is this really what you're like? And and absolutely. <laughs> you know, like, like, like life happens to me, too. You know, so I just, right. you know, I absolutely choose to carry that, you know, that smile with me. And um, I think it is. It's so, so, so important. And you asked me in terms of defining, defining what happiness is. And I think it depends. It really depends on you and you as an individual. Um, I do think there are some things that that are consistent with most people that I meet. And that is that I think I think when we feel that there is that we are making progress towards things that we think are really important, whether that be our relationships, often things that are bigger than ourselves, to be honest. um, I think that I think that's a that's a key theme that comes across for me. And, you know, I think I think I really discovered this path probably about eight years ago when I hit a bit of wall in my corporate in my corporate career and really started to think, what was I here on this planet to do? And I am so grateful that in terms of the work that I do now, I would describe as my soul's contract. and having that level of kind of purpose and, you know, I think that really, really, really helped. So working, so working towards that, and then you asked me about, you know, kind of, uh, you know, why does happiness, why does happiness matter? Mm-hmm. Well, we have this choice, don't we, in terms of. Mm-hmm. Um, you know in terms of how we live each and every day and the reason that it matters or the reason that our emotions matter our moods and emotions matter is because how can we actually show up and be the parents we want to be the leaders that we want to be the friends that we want to be the family members that we want to be if our moods and emotions are all dysregulated actually it's very very difficult to show up and be the best version of ourselves that we really most Mm -hmm. want to be and to you know and to make that progress and as I say that progress has an aliveness and when we're working towards that I think that's the thing that is you know truly fulfilling I know that I know that you yourself you started to do your um your adventure your adventure run and your training and you're doing the, you know you're wanting to test yourself um you know kind of you know you know can I still do it and, and knowing that you're progressing towards that uh, I'm, I'm sure you feel that you know you get a sense of that yourself.
0: I, I think for me, is is kind of like, you know, I spoke about this the other day. Is kind of uh, intrinsic motivation, right? It's like, you know, it's not the external factors that, uh, that affects that affect my motivational levels. It makes me happy in abundance, gives me purpose. Knowing that, you know, if I can fulfill my destiny internally, right, it's going to take my, that's going to take me to a whole new level. Does it make sense? And, you know, I'll, i'll i'll probably raise money for charity more most likely as well and again it, it and it gives you a sense of purpose it gives you a sense of increasing the level of happiness i suppose but yeah yeah de- one definitely. of
1: my um one of my kind of favorite sayings I guess the one that I pretty much live by is that if we're not growing we're dying or we're dead and uh you know but it's also what are we growing you know what we're we growing for as, as we grow as individuals we can become more which means that we can contribute more we can give more
0: yeah I agree
1: now my screen's gone blank. Ah, you're back. That was very
0: strange. <laughs> all My whole screen
1: just went blank then for a second. I was like, what's going on? Are we still, are we still here? We're here. I thought I'd had a power cut.
0: <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Um, I know that we've got, uh, you know, we've got listeners in over 58 countries worldwide. And, and you know, people are at different places. Like if, they, you know, running a small business, you run leadership, or whatever it might be. From your perspective, especially with doing so much training that you've done and consulting, whatever it is, ha- why is happiness so important for leadership? Why should we embrace that? I, i'd I'd love to know what your thoughts are about that.
1: Yeah, well, if we think about, um, so if we think about our moods and emotions, you know, they will drive the behaviours and the actions that we take. And those behaviours and actions will impact the results that we get. So kind of actually, that's the reason why it's so important, because if you want good results, whether it's with your people or for your organisation, you want to make good decisions Then, actually making sure that those moods and emotions are you know, as, um, you know, as fully restored and regulated as they can be, is going to be really, really, really important. Um, so, yeah, I guess that's, you know, that's the reason why. And if we think about it, you know, we all know that, and they've, they've done studies on this as well, if you get, you know, if you get somebody come to you, and you've had a poor night's sleep, or you've not eaten, and you're hungry, or something like that, your your response might be very different to if you were fully restored and it's remembering with um it's remembering when it comes to you know our leadership as well um some of the most basic things and they are things that we that we all instinctively know but I think it's harder for us to put into practice our biology absolutely affects us emotionally and you know so things like sleep and nutrition, and drinking enough water, and spending time with people that you love, you know, all of these things are so critically important. And yet I meet leaders all over the place that are, you know, that are under restored in some of these areas that have picked up bad habits, potentially in some of these areas. And, and, and therefore their their behavior, and their performance is not necessarily where they would want it to be
0: interesting yeah but also I mean you you would have heard this before as well they say that happiness is a state of mind so working with I mean you I mean you work with a lot of leaders whether corporate or otherwise what have you found in working with leaders that have maybe not such a maybe a more of a pessimistic mindset which means They're not such a happier person compared to people that are more happier. What have you found in terms of leadership qualities and differences between the two, not just the types of mindsets, but in terms of their being and their personality? Have you found any differences between the two?
1: yeah and I think it's important here isn't it as we talk about happiness you know that we're not talking about seeing the world through rose-tinted glasses and pretending that there aren't issues or there aren't things that we absolutely need to that we need to address um you know it's it's really, you know, it's really important that um, we do have that critical eye as leaders, and we do face into those challenges. And I think it's recognizing just in terms of uh, in terms of how we do it. And, you know, it's looking at things like where our focus is, you know, like, is our focus always on the problem and the issue? Or is it actually what we want to solve and where we want to go? And it's getting that sort of healthy balance. And and, and I suppose this is one of the things, those leaders that are very pessimistic, you might find that some of their some of their, the majority of their time is perhaps focused on what's wrong, you know, what they don't like, instead of being much more solution focused. And that's really what we're talking about here. We're talking about a resourcefulness that comes from more empowering emotions, which we can to a degree direct, as I've already mentioned, you know, kind of our biology impacts this in a big way. So that's really important. And it's about being able to recognise where each and every one of us are with that and it changes and it fluctuates and then of course you've got more of the emotional side of things and that might be a stimulus you know something might happen that's you know that 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 triggers an emotional response and being able to put that um you know kind of being able to recognize the space between the stimulus And the response, you know, that gap in the middle, that's where all your freedom to choose lies. And for me, the most powerful leaders, and we didn't say this off the top, um, but this is something I truly genuinely believe in. Of course, there's all sorts of different leadership and different leadership styles and different leadership styles will work very well in different scenarios. But the one type of leadership style that I think is really enduring and lasting is a servant-based type of leadership where we're really showing up to you know to to serve whether it's our stakeholders, our organization, our team, you know, absolutely our customers. So it's it's that type of leadership for me that endures. And 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 where we and 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 in order to do that and to do that really, really well, then you have to be accessing these much more resourceful moods and emotions.
0: Mm-hmm. Love that. Love that you know it, it, it sounds really simple when you talk about it in, in in sort of simplified layman's terms but it it, it isn't in, in practicality you know it, some people might be listening thinking hey eh, this sounds really good but
1: how do i do it, it? How, with, I, how do i do it how exactly, do you- how, how,
0: exactly how do you shift it do you know what i'm how saying?"
1: Right. Well, let's talk about that. Should we talk about that? Because I'd love let's to do share that. that. Yeah. OK. Let's do that. So, um, you know, because actually one of the things I'm so passionate about is people being able to, you know, kind of take this stuff and practically apply it in their lives. So if we just talk for a moment just around the biology side of things, that's about creating some really good habits around your sleep, around your self-care, around the, around your own boundaries as well. Now, I'm a work in progress on this too, right? We all are. And sleep is still a big one for me that I, I, am, I still get challenged with. I'm tempted sometimes to stay up late and to continue to work. Um, but, you know, one of the things I've done recently is I've made sure I've got a, you know, I monitor my sleep now. So I record it. So the same way you might do for your, you know, for, for your sport, for your fitness, for that type, I'm recording my sleep. So, and and it's, a, it's not just about, it's not just about how long you spend in bed but it's about the regularity of your sleep as well so that you're going to bed and you're getting up at a regular time each day and i talk about sleep first cuz sleep is the foundation you know that so much everything else can come from this like i'm sure we 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 both got kids and we've had those nights where you know they've <laughs> they've kept you up my kids are not that old so it's not that long ago for me i can remember when i was up in the night so um so sleep is absolutely critical so looking at things like going to bed at the same time waking up at the se- at a similar time I'm gonna sound really boring now even at the weekends you know and <laughs> I'm not saying and I'm not saying don't live of course I'm not saying don't live and don't, you know and we all have various things like you're traveling I know you're going to be traveling like next week we all have these things in our schedule that can that can challenge this but as much as we can kind of keeping that regularity and um, and getting a decent number of hours sleep and that varies between you know kind of between you know individuals but you know sort of um you know typically sort of seven to eight hours um a, a night would be really important you know and then it's how are we nourishing ourselves and you know and the nourishment not only comes from the foods that we eat oh my gosh Adam you'll know so much about this in terms of your background and everything you know everything that, that, that you've done um but you know I often I often encourage people if I was to if I was maybe to if I was maybe to give one piece of advice, it would be I'd encourage you before you reach to put something in your mouth, ask, is this nourishing me? Does this mm. nourish me? Is this cleansing me or is this clogging me? And ask that question and put only the things in. That are cleansing and that are nourishing to you, because sometimes where it's late at night, we've had a busy week, and actually we feel like we want to go and reach into the fridge or the cupboard for something. And actually, just taking that moment and going, actually, what do I really need to nourish myself right now? It might not be that snack that you are planning on going for. It might actually be to go and have a cuddle with your, you know, with your other half, and maybe go to bed. <laughs> So, you know, I I think, again, just sort of looking at, you know, kind of some, you know, kind of some pieces that people could take away um, definitely to ask yourself that type of that type of question um and again you know it's it's looking at, at, at daylight daylight's a really important one a one that we so often forget but getting out getting daylight we forget that we are creatures you know we are human, we are creatures we are human beings we need daylight we need that fresh air we need the movement so often now though you know i'm stood talking to you while we're doing this because so often otherwise we will just sit at our desks for long periods of time so you know getting up moving wherever you can getting fresh air getting daylight getting exercise which is i know something that you know you're big into anyway um mm-hmm. is also so important and remember those nurturing relationships as well because as human beings we also need connection and connection with others so when was the last time you actually truly connected with people that you really, really cared about, um, because that's also very, very, very important. So they would be some kind of base kind of things. But then what happens when you feel like... um, a stimulus comes along, you know. Somebody lets you down. Something goes on at work. Actually, what can we do in that scenario to kind of help ourselves practically when it comes to our emotions? You can feel it's almost like this trigger; those emotions are going. What? What can you? What can you do? Um, well, there's there's kind of four things that I would, you know, kind of get you mm-hmm. to consider. The first would be. Um, The first would be what you decide that meaning mean sorry that event means. So this comes from a great book by Viktor Frankl. Um, For those of you people in your audience may well have may well have read may well have read his book. Um, Mm -hmm. But um, it's called Man's Search for Meaning. And um it's quite a harrowing book to read. He was involved in the Holocaust, he was in Nazi concentration camps. Um, but you know, he talks about what he observed about how people, some people were able to better cope and survive in those conditions versus others. Um and ultimately it kind of all comes down to the meaning that people had attached to their imprisonment and what they were seeing and what was, you know, kind of and what was going on. And it's this recognition that whenever something happens to us that we do get the opportunity to choose what it means you know so it's a real wet miserable day today outside here in the UK and I could choose that that means you know that it's a you know it's um, my hair goes frizzy That it's is I'm not getting outside with the boys in the sunshine which I would love to do and you know actually therefore I feel a bit miserable. You no, know, or I could choose that it means that it's great that we've got this rain, and you know that's going to be, you know, it's going to be really good for the garden, and it means I'm going to stay in and get some jobs done inside that I've been putting off. We get the opportunity to choose, and even more, you know, kind of even more, um, you know, even more difficult situations and, and things that you know things that happen to us as well. And um, you know, there's a, you know, there's a. There's a dear friend of mine, um, you know, that I know who served in the, uh, served in the war um, in Afghanistan and Iraq, and he lost his all of his legs and all of his arms. And as you can imagine, to start with, when he, he, you know, he survived and when he woke up and he, you know, the first meaning that he put to this was that his life was over. He had a wife and he had a young girl, but his life was over. How could he, you know, how could he do what he needed to do to to look after them? Mm -hmm. And he honestly felt suicidal. Mm -hmm. And then actually his little girl was lying on his chest as if like nothing was different. And all of a sudden he was like, hang on a minute. This isn't some kind of punishment that I'm still here. This is a gift that I'm here. He changed the meaning. That was all it was. Mm -hmm. He just changed the meaning. Mm -hmm. And by changing that meaning, all of a sudden, he was like, I'm going to be the dad I need to be. I am I'm going to be the husband I need to be. And, you know, he you know, he, he basically kind of got himself back into doing what he needed to do for him and his family. So meanings are so powerful and we do get the opportunity to choose them. So is that person trying to disrespect disrespect you or is this an opportunity for you to have a conversation with that individual? and? Either they're going to pull their socks up or things are going to get themselves sorted out one way or another. You know, one way leaves you feeling more resourceful and optimistic and empowered than the other. So that's the first one. Um, That's the, you know, kind of so it's the meanings that we attach to events. Mm -hmm. And the other three, just very, very quickly, um, one is our physiology. So mm-hmm. we have a choice as to how to move our body. And yes, our facial muscles count. You said to me, um, and you, the way you introduced me to your guest was lovely, by the way. You know, like, oh, she has this energy. She's always smiling. Um, you know, well, I practice what I preach. You know, we have all of these facial muscles. We get to use them how we want to use them <laughs> and how we move affects how we feel. Because I'm sure, like, you must have experienced at some point going for, you know, feeling miserable, feeling miserable. And going for a run or a bike ride or a swim or even somebody just making you laugh and that change in your physiology changed how you felt so you know we, we often forget this and even one of the things I work a lot with leaders on is around their confidence as well and you know just thinking about well actually what would that more confident body posture be like because sometimes that shift in our physiology is only a very small shift I mean, if you want to change your, how you feel radically, then I encourage you to radically change, you know, kind of your, your physiology. But that's, that, that, that's, that's, the, that's the first of these other three. So your physiology, remembering about how you use your body, because that mm-hmm. will affect how you feel. The second one is your focus, because where focus goes, energy flows. Right. <laughs> we all know that. So are you choosing to focus on what's right or what's wrong, what you're afraid of or where you want to go? You know, it, 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 we have a choice with our focus. And so, you know, kind of being really, being really, being really mindful about where that focus is, is going to impact how you feel. And one of the quickest ways to shift your focus is with the third thing I was going to share, which is your language. And in particular, the questions that we ask ourselves. Mm mm-hmm. So that's the that's a third and final one, our language and, and, of course, then what it ultimately means, which is where I started this whole thing, you know. So, you know, so often people will ask questions, you know, and, and we don't even realise it in our own heads. Like, you know, why does this always happen to me? Or, you know, um, am I good enough? Or, um, you know, there's so many questions and that we unintentionally, unconsciously ask ourselves. We'll repeat these questions over and over and over again in our heads. And the issue with the question is, if I ask you right now, Adam, what colour is your mobile phone?
0: What is it? I'm just... Oh, yeah, purple. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> what,
1: happened? what happened when I asked you that question for that split second that I asked you that question? What what happened to your brain? What did you have to do? What, what happened to your thoughts?
0: I had to remember. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Absolutely. So questions hijack your brain. And the problem is, is that we're asking ourselves unconsciously questions all the time. And you're hijacking your own brain when you do it. And the que- and the questions that you ask yourself will direct your focus. So if you want to change your focus, ask yourself a better question. And that will absolutely, you know, so instead of, you know, am I good enough? Like, how can I be even more guided by this? Or, right. you know, um, You know, know, what do I want to do now, given where I'm at? What's the outcome that I'm committed to? If you've got a problem, actually, what could be great about this? Now, I know the brain typically kind of comes in and goes, nothing! (laughs) Because it does that. So you have to talk to yourself. And and, and, and like I kid you not, in terms of the way that we talk to ourselves, you have to talk to yourself with a bit more of a firm, directive voice. Mm -hmm. But I know you're saying nothing. I need an answer, you know, what could be really good about this, you know, what is good about this problem, how can I, like, what's the outcome that I'm committed to, and how can I solve this problem, and I have fun in the process of doing it, I love that question, I use that question all the time myself, that often there's a piece of work, there's something I'm, I'm looking at doing, and I'm like, oh, I'm a little bit, like, stuck in the right one. It's
0: like you're, you're questioning your, um, your, your subconscious, aren't you, you're, you're challenging your inner critic, um, you know that's what you're describing right
1: absolutely yeah 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 absolutely and, and and even sometimes you know um it might not even seem like that in a critic necessarily mm-hmm. um you know because the the questions the questions come all the time i think you know the thing for me is about actually how can we build awareness of those questions so being just noticing what are the questions in your thoughts in your own head And what would be a better question to ask, a question that could help you where you want to go? And it often starts Mm. with things like, what do I really, really want? What am I really, really committed to? Why do I want it? We know the power of why. Actually, Mm. that's so important. Why do I want this? What's it going to give me? What pain or discomfort is it going to stop? Who can help would be another Mm. good question.
0: Love it. Before you even
1: get to, to, how am I going to get there? Before you even get to the how because so often we jump to the how am I going to do this
0: right 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 love it love it love it you know it's interesting um one other thing that came to my mind because I know that we're kind of coming towards the end was I know that some leaders are very short-minded sometimes so they're so sort of focused on uh, performance so based on like sales marketing leads that focused on the financial aspect of stuff and yeah. overlooking the whole kind of initiate you know because happiness in a way for me happiness and leadership they come in where they coincide really really well they really overlook the benefits do you is that what you find especially when you're having conversations with a lot of leaders where they have maybe that mindset of not kind of looking at the bigger picture what's your thoughts on that Uh,
1: so just to clarify your question there Adam um Mm. is that around um whether leaders do overlook the importance of happiness? Is that your question? Mm, Exactly,
0: yeah.
1: I think it depends. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I think a lot of the leaders that I end up working with, and I guess a lot of the people that are energetically attracted, you know, to working with me as well, they do value that. The challenge to them is is how do they create that? How do they create that? Not only in their own lives, but then how do they create that with their team? And so, you know, that is is where I would lean in and, you know, and kind of work with either the team, the leadership team or individuals kind of on that basis.
0: Love it. Love it. Love it. Well, listen, um, I know that we're kind of coming to the end of our our conversation, but, you know, this whole kind of happiness thing really fascinates me and how you're applying it in the business world. I'd love to know more about like, what is it that you're working on right now, not only to improve happiness and whatever it might be, but what are you working on right now? I mean, the audience would love to know
1: oh yeah so um yeah just some interesting things so I um I'm running a big online event for a, an organization in a couple of weeks time really excited about that that's all about driving engagement for learning development and growth which uh, given what I've said to you is just like such a happy humming place for me um to be able to do that and to be able to speak to you know uh, you know a, a huge 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 audience on that basis um I'm also working with organizations in terms of of looking at changing changing cultures as well so um you know that's that's coming back to um you know actually there's been there's been some there's been some tough there's been some tough times and helping people to move beyond that and create and design a new future and what that looks like both for individuals and also collectively for them as a team and um You know, and just just continuing to sort. I support people one on one as well. So yeah, just just lots of all that good stuff.
0: Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Well, listen, um, today's conversation has been super awesome Uh, for you guys that have been listening in. If you have any questions for me or Rachel. Feel free to use the chat the chat function below. Uh, Again, as I mentioned to you at the very beginning, if you haven't subscribed to me or Rachel on LinkedIn and YouTube, do so right now and make sure you click on bell notification because that way when we publish content, you won't miss out. So Rachel, I just want to say thank you so much for being on the show today. It's It's been a wonders
1: it's been an absolute pleasure thank you so much for having me and and i know we love questions don't we so we genuinely do. i am and just another human being so if there is Absolutely. anything please do reach out
0: 100 100 well listen guys hope you've enjoyed today's show if you have fantastic hopefully we'll see you again on the next game changers experience from me and rachel take care and we'll see you soon cheers